With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Red Sox Precap. With your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelley Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome to the Red Sox Precap podcast from Over the Monster, where we recap the series that just ended for the Red Sox, give you everything you need to know about the upcoming series to get prepared. Uh, today, we are reviewing the Nationals and previewing the Blue Jays, but first, you may have noticed that uh, last Friday we did not release a podcast after the last Blue Jays series and before this National series. That was intentional. Um Shelly and I both believe that Black Lives Matter, and with the Red Sox taking the night off to, uh, in an attempt to help draw attention to the racial injustices in this country, we felt fit that we should not be putting out a podcast if that was the case. So we stood in solidarity with the Red Sox and those around the nation who believe that Black Lives Matter. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn for Shelly uh, when I say that, and I, I don't believe I'm speaking out of turn for most people or all people in the over the monster staff in general. So hopefully you believe black Lives matters as well and how we can review some baseball. Shelly, it's been a bit since we talked. Um, this was a pretty interesting series though, here with the nationals, the Red Sox took two out of three losing the first one, uh, which was of course, Max Scherzer start, which was probably expected, uh, <clears throat> in, uh, blowout fashion here, uh, 10 to two was game one. Uh, Martin Perez, luck kind of ran out um, 
in this one, going four innings with six earned on eight hits, only one strikeout, no walks, did give up two bombs, but that ballooned his ERA to over four and a half. What did you think of Martin Perez going up against the Nationals on Friday? Um, I mean, coming into the game, I was a bit scared. Um, I mean, I know the Nationals haven't really been hitting. I mean, uh, Turner and, and Soto and Estrebo Cabrera have been hitting pretty well. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm still scared of whenever I see them, especially with our pitching. I wasn't expecting like a, a six a six Ernie <laughs> from <Yeah>. uh, Perez, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I was a, a bit shocked. Uh, but I guess hit where his ERA stands now, which is four point five eight, that's kind of what I kind of expected. So I guess he's just back to where I thought he was going to be. Yeah, regressing to the mean. Uh, Scherzer, as you would expect, put up quite an impressive outing. Six innings, 11 strikeouts, six hits, and only one earned. Uh, following Perez was Stock, who went two innings, gave up one run, then Springs, who gave up three runs in two innings, uh, and then Josh Taylor, who was the only pitcher to uh, not give up a run. Uh, he gave up a hit and a walk, and that was it in his inning. Um, not a whole lot to take away from this one. Uh, this was fresh off the heels of Red Sox making a trade. Um, Workman and Hembry were gone, so we're going to see some interesting bullpen combinations from here on out, this being one of them. Um, not a whole lot of exciting stuff in there. Uh, no homers for the Red Sox in this one. Um, there were three for the Nationals. Soto hit his ninth, uh, which is incredibly impressive considering he missed the first like two weeks of the season, was it? Yeah. <laughs> He's so freaking good. He is. Uh, Howie Kendrick hit his second, and uh, Josh Harrison hit his second. Man, that's Soto kid. He's something special. Uh, For the Red Sox, they left 19 on base, uh, but we did have hits from just about everybody in the lineup except uh, J.D. Martinez. So the bats were there. They just couldn't push runs across, which has been uh, basically what we've seen throughout this year, Shelly. Yep, uh, this year, just like last year, we just we can we can put hits together. We just can't put you know enough to get someone to you know touch home plate. It's such a weird difference from 2018, because it felt like even if the Red Sox didn't have anybody on base, they were gonna score runs that inning. And now <laughs> they get like two on and nobody out, and it's just like probably gonna hit in a triple play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, de- yep, definitely. Like 2018, like. Like you said, like you were just watching, you're like, oh, someone's on base, they're going to score. You know, it just, it just felt just inevitable, but uh hasn't been that way past two seasons. No, two for 14 with runners in scoring position. That's not going to do it. No, no, no. But game two, things turned around for the old ball club. Uh Kevin Pillar... Had a home run. Xander Bogarts had a home run. Um, interesting news before this start, though. Um, we heard that, uh, I think on like Thursday or so, that Evaldi's start was going to be pushed back. They brought up Chris Mazza. He was going to start. And then on Saturday, we found out that uh, Evaldi's going on the disabled list, so he's going to miss more than one start. So, uh <laughs> 
Starting rotation, I was going to say taking a hit, but I, uh, it's pretty bad. So I don't know if it really can get any worse, but <laughs> I guess we'll see. But Mazda did enough, and two and a third gave up uh, three runs, two walks, only three strikeouts. Uh, and then the Red Sox bullpen was able to slam the door from there, not allowing any more. Annabelle Sanchez has had a pretty bad year. That continued. He went five innings, gave up five earned, no walks, four strikeouts, and two home runs, as we mentioned. But, um, Shelly, what are your expectations for this starting rotation without Nathan Evaldi? Do you expect um, – I mean, I don't know if you were expecting anything out of them to begin with, but what, just, what do you think the, the shape of the starting pitching looks like without Nathan Evaldi? Um, I, it's, it's just really bad because I think Perez is probably the only one who might be able to go four or five innings in a start, um, in my opinion. I mean, maybe Godley maybe could – do it if he's going well but I think it's just going to be a lot of these two and three inning stints from these guys and hopefully it doesn't like really wear down anybody um but uh yeah I just think that we're just in for just uh you know when you throw up like some confetti and it just all sprinkles down that's just kind of how the pitching is going to be yeah we are uh a handful of games over the halfway point at this point now so home stretch um but as we saw in today's game maybe there'll be some exciting things for the futures to to pay attention to just to see how things shake out which we will get to that yep. in a moment but Xander Bogarts had himself a day three for four with three RBIs Verdugo went two for four with the multi-hit game Pilar two for three with the multi-hit game uh again not great with the runs in scoring position but they didn't have a whole lot of chances surprisingly um one for six but they got all their runs. All the runs in this game came pretty early, and the final score was actually set after the fourth. And then uh, both teams, both Ben's crews from there. Following Mazza was Darwin's and Hernandez, who only went two-thirds of an inning, but did strike out both of his outs, allowing a walk. He has not allowed a run yet in his handful of appearances. Uh, Phillips Valdez followed with an inning and two-thirds, two walks, three strikeouts, no runs. Austin Bryce, an inning and a third, no runs. Joss Osich, two-thirds of an inning, no runs. Ryan Brazier, who got the win, one and a third, no runs. And then Matt Barnes picked up his third save of the year. Um, that was a lot of guys and a lot of innings to get through a game. Um, I guess, thankfully, they right now have a lot of guys that can rotate through. But that is going to be a bit of a struggle if that's how it kind of continues from game to game here. Yeah. Big things from the starters are needed. And in our third game of the series where the Red Sox won 9-5. to five. That is exactly what Zach Godley gave us and what uh, at least he was able to uh, record it out in the fifth inning. And he is the first starting pitcher besides Perez and Evaldi on this team to record it out in the fifth inning. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> not great things, uh, or I guess not the overall line was not great, even though he was able to get into the fifth. Uh, four and two-thirds. Five earned on eight hits, only three strikeouts, one walk. Um, that I mean, to me, that's kind of what you should be expecting from Godley at this point. I don't know if you have any other thoughts on Godley's performance. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what you expect. I mean, the the, the his first outing with the Red Sox, he, he was looking pretty good. But now we're just with the old Zach Godley where uh, if, if, you know, the hitting is going well, um, he'll be okay. <laughs> If you know what I'm saying, uh, like if our offense uh, <laughs> yeah. is doing things, um, he'll be okay. 
but uh, yeah, this is just kind of uh, par for the course. And then again, after golly, the bullpen shut it down. Josh Oshitz, who got credit for the win, an inning and a third, no runs. Josh Taylor, an inning, no runs. Ryan Brazier, an inning, no runs. Austin Price, an inning, no runs. Red Sox jumped on Austin Voth early, getting to him for five within the first two innings, chasing him from the ball game, and then adding another three in the third. That really kind of put it out of reach. Uh, Rafael Devers had himself a day here. Uh, two home runs for him. Xander Bogarts also hit his eighth. And Bobby Dahlbeck, in his Major League debut, hit a nice oppo shot. And that was what I was referring to with some uh, some young things to look forward to the future. Now with Mitch Moreland having been traded, Bobby Dahlbeck uh, should be getting a whole lot of at-bats so we can kind of see what the youngster has in store. What did you think of Dahlbeck's debut today? Um, I, I was... I was... You know, I was uh, really happy um, with, you know, his at-bats. Um, his first one, he did strike out. Um, but he was, I think he made it through like uh, like five or six pitchers or something like that. So it was that was nice to see. Um, but, you know, he got his, his first major league hit was a home run. And he got another hit as well. So he's, you know, hitting 500. You know that's definitely going to keep up. Um, but uh, not sustainable. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I was I was uh, really pleased with um, his abs. Yeah, hits galore for the Red Sox today. They hammered out fifteen, a two for four day, as you said, from Dahlbach, two for four from Pilecki, two for five from Pilar, two for four from Bogarts, four for four for Devers, who over the past two weeks has actually kind of started turning things around, slashing around three hundred uh, over the past two weeks. So I. The, He's had several games with multiple hits now, uh, and hopefully he will continue to ride that throughout the, the second half of this, this season here. Uh, for Washington, Josh Harrison hit another home run, and Eric Thames hit a home run. So overall, the Red Sox took two out of three uh, from the Nationals, uh, and they are still, uh, or I guess they are now, not at the bottom of the American League, uh, and they are half a game ahead of the Los Angeles Angels, whose game I do not believe has finished today. I actually don't know if that's the case. Probably should have looked that up. Anyway, <laughs> um, <clears throat> not in the cellar of the AL uh, anymore, but not expecting a whole lot of going forward. Yeah. Now, uh, Shelly, who did you think was your MVP for the series? Um, I'm going to have to go with... Uh with Sander Bogarts. Like, he just totally killed it in all three games. Um, so, I think I think he's the MVP. Totally agree. Um, went one for three the first night and then had multi-hit games and home runs uh, in the next two. He had himself quite a series. I'd love to, you know, give it to a pitcher one of these days. I don't <laughs> have a lot of confidence that that's going to be the case. Yeah. All righty. Uh, we will take a quick break, come back, and we will preview series against the Blue Jays. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. 
Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Okay, looking ahead to the Blue Jays. We have a doubleheader on Friday. Um, Or wait, did I go way ahead? I think you did, yeah. yeah oh, we got the Braves first. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Not the Blue Jays. And then a five-game series with the, the Blue Jays. Whoopsie. Well, all right. Well, that's even worse. All right, so <laughs> the Braves are currently first in the AL East. They are killing it. And also uh, potentially rumored to add another pitcher to their already really good pitching staff. Uh, and Mike Clevenger, we'll see where he ends up landing. But Braves firmly in the, the talk there. Um this team is really good. Uh, Nick Markakis is having a typical year where he's just hitting the crap out of the ball. He's hitting 320. Travis Darno is also hitting 320. Freddie Freeman, after returning from a bout with COVID, has knocked five homers, hitting 307. Dansby Swanson is having that breakout that some people predicted he would have with four homers, four steals. He's hitting over 300. Tyler Flowers is hitting over 300. Alex Jackson is hitting 286. Marcelo Zuna's got eight homers and he's hitting 278. I mean, this is the type of lineup that I'm just kind of expecting to feast on the Red Sox pitching, especially without Evaldi. And um, I guess the last one is Perez, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I, I totally agree. This is not going to be a uh, fun uh, series to watch. Um, yeah, it's still going to be a lot of runs, um, but not for our team. <laughs> yeah, Max Fried, who the Red Sox see in game one. So I guess I'll just run through all of the matchups here. We got Colton Brewer versus Max Fried, Kyle Hart versus Ian Anderson, Martin Perez versus Robbie Erlin. Um, that's not a great matchup. I mean, the hitting versus the Red Sox pitching is not a great matchup, and their pitching against the Red Sox hitting also not a great matchup. Uh, Max Fried is a, like a potential Cy Young candidate right now with 1.35 ERA. Uh, Ian Anderson just got called up and smoked the Yankees, going six innings with uh, only giving up one run, six strikeouts. Uh, and Robbie Erlin is not doing well. Maybe the Red Sox can... Uh, pull out that last game and Martin Perez kind of goes back to runs back to his uh, form was in his from his pregame but Mike Soroka also pitching well uh, and then if they add Clevenger that's just adding, adding some fuel to the fire there um, the Braves just really kind of have this matchup in terms of their lineup and just their pitching staff I'm not, I don't have a great feeling about this one but the Red yeah. Sox aren't competing so maybe it's a good thing yeah um, at least, you know, we get to see some fun Braves guys like Acuna and uh, Max Reed's pitching well. So at least we could watch some really fun and exciting pitching. So, um, yeah, it's just I don't think it's going to go well for our team. Nope. But that's right. I'm not competing. Exactly. However, um, 
what do you think? What is, so what is your prediction for this game? Do you think they'll be able to pull out that last one because of the pitching matchup? Or are you thinking that um, Perez is now kind of regressing to the mean and that one will be a struggle as well? Um, I, I do think that uh, we will have a chance because um, while I do think that Perez is kind of like his ERA now is kind of what it should be. Uh, as we saw before, there are times where he can really get going. So I think that we'll be able to take that last one unless, you know, the Braves, you know, trade for a pitcher and that's like Mike Clevenger or something. And then we'll be screwed. Yeah, baseball's weird. I feel weird predicting a sweep because the Red Sox bats have been pretty hot. Yeah. The past couple of series. Um, so I think they'll probably be able to take one out of two, but not expecting a lot of great things from this series yeah um who is your prediction for series mvp um i'm gonna go with devers he's been kind of putting some good games and good swings good ab's together um and i think that he's gonna take it uh from xander bogarts this series yeah that was that's mine with <laughs> my yeah. guess is bogarts yeah <laughs> uh, both of those guys are just hammering the crap out of the ball right now, and both of them have several multi-hit games over the last 10 games, so it'd be nice to see them keep that going, and that's definitely kind of where I think things are going to land. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, we will be back with you again on Wednesday night to preview the five-game series with the Blue Jays with a doubleheader on Friday. Um. That is a lot of games against the Blue Jays. Yeah. Uh, last time, was that a six-game series? They have two doubleheaders against the Yankees. Or no, that was a five-game series, right? And then they lost all five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a bummer. Well, hopefully things will be different this time around. Um, you can find both of us at Over the Monster, where we've contributed some roundtables and a bunch of great content on that site. Just generally, you can also find us both on Twitter. You can find me at the Spoken Keats. And you can find Shelly at ShellyV underscore 643. Thanks for listening, and we will be with you on Thursday morning.